Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And the big yeah, Al, Damn. because there is some breaking news, like real-time, legit breaking news. And breaking news on 710 is brought to you by Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute drive-thru oil change. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for locations and coupons. We were talking about Aaron Rodgers this morning and how that changes the NFC. He's going back and everything else. How about this? The Seattle Seahawks and Denver Broncos have worked out a trade that is going to send Russell Wilson to Denver. Okay, this is from... Uh, Adam Schefter, it says, Broncos blockbuster. After weeks of negotiations in one of the largest trades in NFL history, the Seattle Seahawks and Denver Broncos have agreed to terms for a deal involving Super Bowl winning quarterback Russell Wilson. Sources tell ESPN via Adam Schefter uh, pending Russell Wilson's approval. This is one of those things that's going to have ripples across the entire NFL for the Rams specifically because they're in the division for the Chargers because another very good quarterback just entered the pool in their division. This is a big, big time quarterbacks don't move very often. And one just did. Yeah, it's 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 big time. And like you just mentioned for the AFC West, are you kidding me? Wow. Uh, AFC West. So Denver had the worst record in the AFC West last season. They were seven and 10. Mm -hmm. And I, that's not awful. It's not. you're three games below five, but that was the worst record in the AFC West. Usually, when you have the worst record in the division, you got four wins, five wins, three wins, something along those I, Al, lines. I want to say Denver was in the playoff hunt until like week 16. They, yeah. they were very much in the mix until towards the end of the season. So, you give them Russell Wilson now. Um, you got a Charger team that you and I would assume they should have been in the playoffs last year. Sure. The Raiders were in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and Kansas City was, you know, a game away from getting back to the Super Bowl. Oh, my gosh. And, and if you're a Rams fan out there, all of a sudden you don't have to deal with Russell Wilson twice a year. That sounds like a, that sounds like a breath of fresh air, at least for some of your games leading up. So here – okay, let's, let's, let's stick with that for a second because there's a whole bunch of things here. But let's get into that for – what does it mean for the Rams? Mm-hmm. The Rams and the Seahawks have kind of been in charge of this division more often than not for the last – 10 years or so it's like five years of the Seahawks and the last five years have been the Rams 49ers have been a good team too and then Arizona's just kind of over there doing their thing Mm -hmm. the weird part about it though Al the Rams beat Seattle even when the Rams were bad they would beat Seattle even when the Rams were were that team that was winning games 12 to 9 they were beating the Seattle Seahawks that that even Jeff Fisher beat the Seahawks it's one of those weird NFL deals where one team just kind of has your number the Rams kind of had the number with the Seattle Seahawks in that situation with Pete Carroll, with Russell Westbrook. So kind of mixing that up on the surface, it feels like, oh, good. Russell Wilson's down the road. You don't have to worry about him anymore. And I'm a huge Russell Wilson fan. I think he's a great player, but I don't know what's coming in there because that that was a fight that you felt pretty good about going into each week that you'd play Seattle. And now I'm not quite sure, quite sure because as much as it sounds like him leaving is good news for the Rams, I'm not so sure. They beat Seattle soundly often. Well, I think the question is going to be they're, they're, 
you know how remember when Les Need was on and it was knowing when you're supposed to rebuild? Yeah. Like knowing when you're in a rebuild stage and knowing when you're in a hey, let's go. Um the Seahawks obviously understand the position that they're in. You know what? Are we really gonna go compete with the Rams this upcoming season or the next couple of years? I think it's probably just understanding the predicament that they're in, the situation that they're in. Let's go get some first-rounders. Let's go try to draft some new guys that we think can help for the future. Um, Always when you see a trade like this, the knee-jerk reaction is, oh, my gosh, the Broncos just got uh, Russell Wilson. And it should be like that because that's a big-time name, and he's going to obviously be able to help them tremendously. But at the same time, I think it's the Seahawks also saying, Guys, it's time to uh, let's 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 clean this thing up a little bit. This is not our window right That's now. That's exactly right, Lee. I, I couldn't agree with you more. That this is know your spot in your yeah. in your arc, right? It, everybody has it. You go up, you come back down. You go up, you come back, and they're they're already over the top. Like they're coming down that wave. It's like let's get to the bottom faster so we can start to come back up again. You know, we'll see Drew Locke uh, reportedly as a part of this trade as well. So I don't know if that's their guy moving forward. I don't know if Geno Smith is their plan. Don't be scared interim. of Drew Locke. No, I'm not. I, I just – those guys are not particularly scary. I agree with you, Emily. But we'll see. That That is a team that seems to have what you just described, Al. Seahawks function, right? This is not a dysfunction. The Cowboys don't really function. The Washington Commanders don't really function. There are teams that just, no matter what they do, yeah. they can't get it right. Seattle is not one of those teams. That, that, they're, that they're basically saying, you know what? We're going to fold. We'll take a new set of cards. Now, it's going to take a while for yeah. us to get a new hand, but we're not playing this crappy hand anymore. We're out. Give us new cards. We'll wait. That's, uh, that, that's really interesting for the Rams move because the Rams, they're all in. I mean, metaphorically, literally, they are all in on this. So maybe one less shark in the pool for at least a a year or two is optimistic. Let me tell you, the the AFC West, week in and week out, those are some good games. Russell Wilson going to Kansas City to take on Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Uh, And then the following week of Justin Herbert going up against you know, one week it's going to be Mahomes, and then the next week you got Russell Wilson at Denver. Those games are going to be those games are going to be incredible in the AFC. I want West. to throw this in there, and I didn't watch a ton of their games other than when they played the Rams and when they were on national. T- I think they're on Monday Night Football once or twice this year. Just throwing it out there. Tell me what you think. Is Russell Wilson a better name than he is a quarterback at this point? I think that that's at least a possibility. That, that that his name, you think, oh, yeah, Russell Wilson, of course. You know, Super Bowl winning quarterback, been to another really dangerous player. When was the last time Russell Wilson was really cooking? When was the last time he was just hammering? Now, you could argue it's for a variety of different reasons, but Russell Wilson has not been that version of himself in a few years. So in the past, if Russell Wilson can win you a game, hey, just Russell Wilson's going to go take no over a game, yep. and he's going to win you X amount of games a year. You're right that going to Denver, it's going to be, okay, um, we got to make sure everything is built around him. We got to make sure that all this is obviously built properly around you know, him. You know what else? It, it just literally just popped in my head. That's why I shot my arms in the air like a weirdo when I thought of it. Um, you know what this is a direct result of? The Rams trying to do stuff. The Rams a year ago said, you know what, we're close, 
But we got to take a shot right now because I don't yeah. know how long we're going to be close. Let's go get a big-time quarterback who's in the second half of his career, who maybe a change of scenery will change things around, and they hit a home run, they win the Super Bowl, Matt Stafford comes over. I don't know if the Broncos aren't looking at it saying – and I don't know their personnel well enough. They don't have Aaron Donald. Yeah. They don't yeah. have, you know, they don't have a Cooper Cup over there. I, I get part of that, but I wonder how if we we've talked about it all the time. This idea of, hey, why don't more teams try to go all in? I wonder if that isn't what Denver's doing right here. Where they're well, trying to steal a little bit from the Rams model. Especially if you're so at one point they were seven and six. So they lost their last four games. So mm-hmm. you know you were talking about they were in the playoff picture. They were. They were hundred percent in the AFC playoff picture. I think you kind of also understand that, hey, if we want any shot, the division, it's when you have a division that's really bad, you can kind of float around, and maybe you don't have to be as aggressive. The AFC West is not that card, so the Broncos are probably saying to themselves, if we don't make some kind of a move, what's going to change between what we did last season and this upcoming year? And that's probably why they're more aggressive. What's the better division? Derek Carr, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Mm-hmm. or Matthew Stafford. I don't know if we put Jimmy G in there. Maybe San Francisco's TBD, there. Yep. right? They're, they're kind of up in the air. Tom Brady, just mm-hmm. throwing that out there. Uh, Kyler Murray, and we'll see what the Seahawks do. Which of those, which is the harder road? Let the dust settle, but doesn't that just, without even thinking, don't you say the AFC West? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any question. That's, that's a big deal. I, you know what? The NFL is King Kong. Mm-hmm. That they they make that Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson move on what's today March fifth or sixth or whatever the date is, and it is all NFL all the time. That's how big of a monster that yep. league is. Just just extraordinary. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Let's try a quick phone call here. Let's go to Los Angeles and Terry. Oh, Terry's gone. Never mind. Terry Terry was wanted to. Well, you had Russell you, Westbrook. You had- you had some, and we'll definitely hit on on Russ a little bit more, and I, I know some uh, other takes on the Lakers. But you you had uh, some interest in the Dodgers here, actually talking Dodgers so baseball. So the Apple they did their their deal where uh, you know the guy comes out wearing jeans and they do the big reveal. You've seen that before, and you know it used to be Steve Jobs, now it's Tim Cook. Uh, they signed a deal with Major League Baseball. They're going to have a Friday night doubleheader on Apple TV, assuming that Major League Baseball ever decides to get their act together and start playing games again. Doesn't that seem like a weird mix? Like, Apple is very forward-thinking. Apple is cutting-edge of technology. I mean, it's Apple. You don't even need to say anything beyond that. Combining with Major League Baseball, which feels like they're kind of the, the, the oldest of the big sports that we talk about. I like it. I think it's a good sign, right? Like, for everything you just said, that Apple seems like, hey, they're cutting edge, and baseball, th- baseball seems ancient. I like it that baseball is probably thinking, hey, that's a good place for us to be at. You know, something that the NFL does so incredibly well, Thursday night football, Sunday night football, Monday night football. They do such a good job branding days. That's our day. We own that day for X amount of hours. Um, The NBA, you know, as best as they can, right? Wednesday night, you're going to probably get an ESPN game doubleheader. TNT, you're going to get Tuesdays and Thursdays. After the football season, Sunday, you start airing some games of the NBA. Baseball doesn't really own days. You know Sunday night baseball, yeah, right? That's like that's, that's got a great ring to it. It's yeah. been there for a long time. But if they could do a good job promoting and hyping up that it's, you know, you stars. Let's just stay in the, let's just stay in the NLS, that you have a photo of Tatis and a photo of Mookie. Mm-hmm. And you're saying on Friday night at Dodger Stadium, 
these two are going at it, uh, and, and or maybe you want to use some of the pitchers or something like that. That's good for baseball. It you is. You want to have – this is kind of the – this is the premier matchup on this night, and maybe I'll go out of my way, maybe I won't to go watch it. But the other sports, I think, do a better job than baseball. They, they do do a better – a couple of things. Number one, all the things you said about football, um, thumbs up, I'm with you. The, the basketball thing, Al, when you laid it out there, uh, okay. I know that TNT and ESPN have national games. I couldn't tell you which day which network has, right? I just – I know that when I come home from work and it's about 4 o'clock, I can turn on one of those two channels and it's one of the two of them – there's going to be a game Right, on. there's going to be a game yeah. on. But I yeah. don't know – like, to your point – I don't know if they've branded it to the point where this is where I need to be on this night. I don't think baseball's had that really in forever. Sunday night baseball, I think, is the exception. But let's go back to what you're talking about a second ago. When you say Sunday night football, Patrick Mahomes against Justin Herbert, so I'm all in. Even if I'm a Rams fan, I want to see that game. If you told me Fernando Tatis Jr. and Mookie Betts, Friday night baseball on Apple TV – and I'm a Detroit Tigers fan. What do I care? You know that that that's the difference. That that sport doesn't really have that right. That this the sport becomes more and more regional. And I love the effort. I love the partnership. I think it's very interesting that they'll hook up with somebody that is as dynamic as Apple is. But the sport doesn't lend itself to that the way football obviously does, and even basketball. Like if you get Giannis against KD, I want to see that. It's it's a great matchup. But baseball doesn't really feel you know like what they've that. done wrong. You know what baseball, I think, has done wrong from that perspective? They try to get you with the squads. It's the Red Sox versus the Yankees. It's the Dodgers versus the Giants, where I think these other sports have been able to say, hey, we know the teams, but we've promoted these individuals. Um, if and, and maybe this changes for you, maybe it doesn't. If tomorrow ESPN's running a commercial that says Giannis versus Embiid, you watching that or no? Of course, yes. Okay, so I – if they said Bucks for Sixers, you'd be like, "What? Why am I going to watch the Bucks and the Sixers? Give me Giannis and Embiid." Like I like that it's those two faces of the franchise that that they're using to promote. Don't you feel like baseball does that more, where they're promoting the squad, the franchise, no, than they are the actual player? You're right, but here's why they have to do it like that, and here's why the Tatis bets thing doesn't really. And, and look, I'm the baseball guy, right? I love mm-hmm. baseball. I will watch the Twins and the Tigers on a Wednesday afternoon. I like baseball. I want to see stuff. Mookie isn't playing against Tatis. Mookie's going to get four or five at-bats. Tatis is going to get four or five at-bats. And they can't really dictate the outcome of the game. In basketball, Giannis is going to touch it every time down the floor. In football, Patrick Mahomes is going to have the ball in his hands every single time they snap that ball. Baseball doesn't lend itself to that. You can't can't sell Mookie's five at-bats over three hours. You know what I mean? It's a, that's a long time to see him hit five times. But you can you're you gotta right. sell the sport. You're right, but you can sell I think selling the player is part of it. Right? Like I, I think there are certain players out there, they're big enough to where they're big enough you're gonna go out of on, your way. If I turn it on you're you're right. You're if I'm in Chicago yep. and I and I wanna watch the Dodgers and the Potters and I wanna see Mookie and I turn it on and it's uh I don't know, AJ Pollock up and and he grounds out, and the next guy, it's uh, Will Smith, and he hits a fly ball to left field. It's like, well, okay, this isn't really – when's he coming up? It's, he just, wait, hit last inning, and I missed it. i got to wait 45 minutes for him to come up again. It doesn't quite sizzle like that. They've done some of this with Bryce Harper. They've done some of this with these individual players. And I'm not saying it works all the time, but the, the at least for me, having a day where they're going to say Friday night baseball – and it's on. I don't care what network it's on. And I'm not telling you that I'm going to go out of my way and watch it. 
I think owning a night will not hurt them. I think it's a good partnership for them to have. Do you have Apple TV? Yes. Okay. I don't, and I'm not. This will not make me go get it unless you want to give me your password. Then I'll consider doing it. Yeah. If you want to give me your login credentials, then I will that part is fair because there's also a lot of people that don't have HBO and are not getting a chance to watch Winning Time. So they're saying, yeah, share your password. I have no problem watching Winning Time. I don't want to pay fifteen bucks a month on top of everything else. Put it on Twitter. I'll just put it out there. Let everybody who wants to use it use it, and we'll all use uh, a Sliwa at whatever your email address is, and we'll log in. All right, Rams fans, what do you think about that deal? Russell Wilson heading to Denver to go with the Broncos. Eight seven 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 ten es ESPN. And speaking of baseball, another ridiculous deadline that they're throwing out. But, Slee, let's actually talk about the Dodgers and what they have coming up next. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. I think exercise is good because I just basically had to do the sprint down to the men's room in Baxley. So, I, you know, I would be back in time. It felt okay. Did you okay. use mouthwash? I, I did not wash my hands with mouthwash. No, I used regular uh, soap and, and some warm water. No mouthwash along the way. But, yeah, I think my – I don't know if fast walking is considered exercise, but I did it, Slee. I pulled it off. When you, uh, when you said you hurt your back last time and you decided you're going to keep swinging aggressively a golf club, I think you take it easy for a couple of days here. Eh, not really my style. We'll you you play golf? You got golf coming up? I, well, that's why, I, I mean, not to spill the beans, but I'm yeah. off on Thursday, right? And so that I have a, oh, yeah, an event right. that I'm going to do, but we'll see. I don't. I, I, I may have to just ride in the cart and talk a little bit. Uh, very quick tweet. This is from Craig Stone. Taco cart. Now, I picture you more as a hot dog cart kind of guy. Well, we, we can put some more on that. I want one of those flat top grills. We're talking about our, high, our side hustles, Al. Put hot dogs on there, too. Hot dogs, tacos. We can have a couple of different things Travis going. Travis Rogers, authentic hot dog and tacos. Appetizers and tacos. That's how it's And the name up. on the truck has to, like, wrap around. So you just, like, you can get the whole thing on the front exactly. side of it. You're starting to get it. You're starting to get it. Here's some good news. We were talking about it. We'll get back to this in a second. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Pet protection comes free with auto collision coverage. Visit Progressive.com. We were talking about Russell Wilson going to the Broncos. But let's go back to the baseball thing for a second. Yeah. That Apple is making that announcement, I think, is really good news that we're going to get baseball sooner than later. You know what I mean? They're they're not rolling that out saying, uh, you know, if baseball decides to play before the year 2036, we'll have some games on Friday night. That's a good observation, actually. I I think – and I don't know how quietly that deal came through, but it kind of felt like, oh, hey, this is happening on Friday nights. I think there is something to that. Why would they go out of their way and make an announcement? Because they could have easily waited yep. for the lockout to have ended yep. and then made some type of an announcement. Maybe they know something. Go, go a step further. Their... Take, take that argument to the next logical step, which is. You go a step further. <laughs> Do you think that the guys that run Apple are pretty bright? Eh, I, listen. <laughs> I'd have probably done a couple things a little different, but <laughs> okay. it's not my fault. A little phone. different, but generally speaking, do the guys that run Apple kind of have an idea of how the world works? 
They're okay. Okay, they're okay. I, I'll, it's good enough. I'll take it. Do 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 you do you think that Not those so guys would be super interested in a dying business? <laughs> that they really, you know, what we should get in on Major League Baseball. And I'll tell you why: because nobody watches it, because nobody cares, because all the fans are super old and stupid. No. They obviously see the value in it because they're very smart guys, because they actually know that baseball is thriving, that baseball is a multi-billion dollar industry that they want to be a part of. This idea that Apple would get involved, this isn't blacksmithery. If they add that to my new word folder, blacksmithery, this isn't that. This is a something that's been around for a hundred years. That's going to be around for a hundred more. People love baseball, and Apple's capitalizing on it. Well, I, I think you know something that we've noticed with all the different streaming services, where we were just talking about winning time mm-hmm. and how HBO were like HBO, give us the whole thing at once. This is what we're trained to now. We get everything we want right away. If there's something that's incredibly, it's becoming more and more valuable to all these networks, it's live sports, yep. right? So live sports, if you don't have it, if you're one of these big major networks and you don't have it, it's the one thing that they can hold. It's like, okay, well. There's not another game until tomorrow. <laughs> you don't know the result. Right. You have no idea. You have to tune in right now. And you know what? If you don't tune in, you try to go on Twitter or Instagram or any of these other social platforms and try to pretend like you're not going to find the score or something along those lines. There's a tremendous amount of value in live sports, so everybody's trying to get their piece of the pie. And and every one of these, um, every one of these uh, uh, leagues are benefiting from it, right? Like the leagues are just sitting back, and it's like we got everybody fighting to carry our games, and and more and more revenue is coming from it. <laughs> All right, let's try a phone call here. Jaime in Santa Ana. Jaime, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up? How you doing, Travis Lee? Hey, I just wanted to touch in on uh, Russell Wilson going to the AFC West. What's that going to look like? We are going to have a fire between all those teams. And um, tell me something. If if uh, Rodgers just got signed for all that money, does that mean can they afford a franchise, Adams? And um, another thing I wanted to talk about was baseball. Um, I hope these baseball players stick it to these owners. Um, we all know that these owners are greedy. Um, they've been making billions of dollars off, the, off these teams forever. And I hope these guys hold out. I'm a big baseball fan, big Dodger fan, and I hope these players get what they deserve. Um, on the, the last note, uh, Travis and Slee, I hope uh, we get to see you guys in Orange County like back in the days at El Torito. That was a, a great experience. That was. Um, I met you, Travis, a long time ago um, right there. And um, I just want to say, Travis, um, I want to nominate you for the L.A. Uh, how would you say it? L.A.'s sports guy, Ice Cold Ice Tea. There and, you go. Um, one last thing, Sliwa, um, are you a, a Fugazi type of guy or forget about it? It's a Fugazi. Oh, he, he's Fugazi for Hashtag sure. Yeah, it's a Fugazi. Yeah, you, you use Fugazi a lot. Ice cold iced tea or sweet tea or I think it was iced tea. I'll, I'll take that. Thank you, Jaime. Uh, I do remember meeting you at that El Torito. That was a, that was a fun morning. That was kind of the – well, that's probably a behind-the-scenes story that we can tell another time. But, uh, okay, very quickly to go through Jaime's things. Yeah, he had a lot of, lot of thoughts there. The Devontae Adams piece, which I think is what he was asking about, um, deals like Rodgers actually make other deals more likely. Because they can spread that money out over a long period of time. So it actually gives them – it's the very same reason that I think the two most important things that the Rams need to do in the next couple of – the new league year starts in eight days, Slee, free agency and all that stuff after that. Um, 
Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Donald and Matthew Stafford need to get restructured deals so you can spread their money out and you can pay other people. So I don't think that has much to do with it. I think everybody that has taken the time, Al, to look at the players versus owners in this situation will land on the player side. Anybody that has taken the time to look at it, it's the, the play, what they're asking for is not nearly as unreasonable as what the owners are asking for. The problem with it is, Al, I don't think a lot of people have read it. I don't think a lot of people have cl- have crawled into the the minutia of a collective bargaining agreement because why would you, right? Who ca- I, I just know I like baseball. I don't yeah. care about labor negotiations. I want to watch baseball. But if you do, the players are on the right side of most of these issues. So they, they'll play again. The, the Apple thing, I think, helps a lot. It, it, it will happen. Everybody wants to get paid. It's not going to happen on time, unfortunately, but it'll happen. Listen, I, I think it will happen, too. You, you Ultimately, these billionaires are businessmen, and they do understand generating revenue is better than not generating revenue, so it will get worked out. I think the sympathy towards the players, um, use all that sympathy, too. You know, we talked about this a week ago or so. There's a lot of people that get affected with these with these strikes or these lockouts or whatever the case is and it's very easy to just say oh well i don't get to watch the games or i don't get to go to a game therefore i'm pissed off about the league really pay attention to how many people get affected i mean the where are all the the spring training games is it peoria where else where, they're where all, all over arizona and florida the whole state how, really has them. think about how much just the state of arizona gets affected by not having what sure. they thought they were going to have and just think of the trickle effect that comes with all that. I hope that baseball comes back, and I know you hope for it as well, not just because we love baseball. It's not. This is not just the organization and a couple of players and a few owners that get affected. To run a major league baseball corporation and all the different factors that come into it, it affects a lot of people. It touches a lot of people. So for those reasons, get the damn thing done. I hope you know it's as fair as it can possibly be. And I really do believe when it's when the dust settles, the owners don't care, and I think they don't care that you don't, that that you care. It doesn't matter to them. Like they're just they're doing what they do, and they're going to profit any way they can. Yeah, I mean it's it's not funny, except for it's kind of funny. Like the idea of I, I picture kind of like a a clockwork orange scenario where everybody's sitting around like a giant conference table negotiating this right and everybody's got these very long faces and everybody's staring each other down and everybody's got the doomsday thing the clock is ticking <laughs> until the opening of the season right that yeah, we're getting yeah. closer we're getting closer that's the, in my mind's eye that's what this is but what i cannot envision at any point during any of these negotiations where Ma, where where rob manfred says hey guys what about that guy that wants to bring his kid to a game? <laughs> Never. Nobody's bringing that up. It would be the right thing to bring up. It, it's it's the thing that you think about. It's the thing that I think about that I want to watch something on a Tuesday night and I really enjoy it. It's part of it. But, but they simply don't give a damn. They don't think about it like that because the guy that doesn't come doesn't matter to them because another guy will come and another guy will come and another guy will come. They don't care the about you. only way they would pay attention to that is if you had people, and this is, use it as an example. It's not happening, so it tells the story. Are people invested enough? Do they care enough to where it was a real true risk to their business? And if it's not a true risk to their bottom line, then they're not going to worry about it. And and if, if tomorrow you had 10 corporate sponsors that said, guys, this ain't the time for it, look at where we are in the world. Just announced the deal with Apple. 
<laughs> That's my point, right? If you had ten sponsors, if Coke and Taco Bell and all Shove these away. other yeah. main corporate sponsors for, for uh, baseball said we're out, they'd have a deal done tomorrow. But none of that is happening, so it's not going to have, have its effect. Guys, I never thought of it like this. What about little Timmy who wants to go see the Twins play after school on a Wednesday? What about him? How are we, we got to get the – oh, you're right. You know, I didn't think about it either. Let's let's get this deal done today. You're Tim, a number, buddy. Tim, Everything's a number. What's that graph look like? Yep, that, that sounds good. That's fun. That's, the world's a great place. It's a <laughs> wonderful, wonderful place. The Matrix is real, people. We are all just a number on the sheet along the way. Factor Cap coming up next. Burpees. Are they the devil? Straight ahead. Travis Lee, 710 Fact. ESPN. Yeah, right. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, guys. Uh, peek behind the curtain here in the studio. Taylor was about to weigh in on the twins. He was very upset with twin slander. So Are you a, a twins fan too, Taylor? I am, yeah. yeah. I would have guessed Cubs because I thought the Iowa Cubs were a thing. Am I wrong about that? They are, actually. Yeah, I've been to a few Iowa Cubs games, but we were closer to the Minnesota border, okay. and my mom was from Minnesota. So, so you like you have a Joe went, Maurer poster on your bedroom door? I was a Tory Hunter guy. Okay, so yeah. good choice, by give the way. Us, give us your teams now. So you got the Twins, the Kings. Who's your squad in the NFL? See, if I had to pick one in the NFL, not a big football guy, it'd be the Vikings. Minnesota. Randy, Randy Moss. What are you a, are you a day. Minnesota Wild fan, too? Are you a hockey person? Not much of a MLS? hockey person. MLS? Does, does, do they have an MLS team in Minnesota? I think that, yeah, I think they do. But um, in college ball, I like the Northern Iowa Panthers. Go Kurt Warner. I love that. I want that. Kill like, the onion. <laughs> I want how random all those squads are. That's just fantastic. You know who he's I love like? how the Kings made their way in. You know who's got a random team, a, a collection team. of teams? LeBron. LeBron's all over the place with LeBron's his LeBron's got 68 teams that he cheers for. <laughs> Cowboys and Ohio. Duke and Ohio State. Like and the Yankees all over the map. and the Indians, and he's partial in the Red Sox with his company. His college football everything. team, I don't know if he's ever said it out loud, but I'm assuming it's the Hawaii Rainbows. It's the only <laughs> one that would make any sense. Just push it way out there. Okay. Uh, up first, uh, this is from last night uh, when I went to the gym. Uh, the instructor and everybody I walked in and talked to said it was the instructor's birthday. And the instructor said it was her own birthday. So I was like, okay, happy birthday. I don't know you at all. I don't know you from anyone else in the street. So if a stranger tells you it's their birthday, you begrudgingly say happy birthday. Alan, is this fact or cap? I think it's fact, but I'm not angry about it. Let me give you an example. If I'm at a restaurant – and I'm sitting and enjoying my dinner, whatever the case is, and the table right next to me, somebody's singing a happy birthday, and they come out with a cake. Like, I'll jokingly be like, hey, we're all together. I happy birthday, <laughs> you know. But I'm not, you know, I'm not upset about it. I'm not saying, you know, this is BS. I got to go out of my way and do this. What I'm not a big fan of is somebody walking up to me, looking me dead in the eyes, hey, it's my birthday today. Okay. 
I don't know what you want me to do there. You know, I, I have to now. Oh. Now I feel obligated. I don't want to feel obligated. I just want <laughs> it to come card. naturally. I want it to be organic. That, that's right. So I want to use your example uh, of the restaurant because I think you're spot on. If I'm at a table and the table next to me and they bring out the little cupcake or the ice cream and it's got the candle and they do the happy birthday thing, yep. as I'm getting up to leave that night, oh, oh like, hey, happy birthday, right? And just kind of keep it moving. Like, good, good for you. But if the woman or man that sits there, I can't believe it's my birthday. Oh, my God, it's my birthday. Ow, ow, ow. It's my birthday. What should I get on my birthday? Do I get a free can? Do I get some? Do I get a free piece of cake on my birthday? It's my birthday month. I can't believe you're all here for my birthday. Oh, my God, it's my birthday. (laughs) If you do that. I, you, I think that's how they say it, too. You, that was you, the best impression of that person next to you at the restaurant that is telling you that it's, it's their birthday. Never, I will never give yeah. that person any morsel of acknowledgement that it's their birthday. The harder that's you annoying. push me yeah, on something annoying. like that, like if that person would have said, like, let's say they're at the table right next to me, and there's, can you believe it's my birthday? I just said, yeah, okay. Like I'm not giving Can you. Can we what get a different need. table? I'm not giving you what you need. I'm actually I'm ready to sit next to the restroom. Oh, it's my ready birthday. To sit next to the can you? I mean, it's, like, it's my birthday again. Can you? Can you even imagine a person having a birthday? It's my birthday today. It's my birthday. Well, people celebrate birthdays care. for a week. Oh no, yeah, it's coming up on Thursday, but we're going out on Monday and Ugh. then Tuesday. I'm going out with this group of friends, and then Saturday we're doing this. Hey, celebrating life, guys! Come on, another day living Emily, on this earth. Emily, you are you are a flower to this show because Travis and I sometimes, man, we uh, okay, we go guys. negative. Yes. I'm with um, Trav on this one. Thank you. Yeah, but I just have to acknowledge that that Slee actually guy. enjoyed an impression of Travs. <laughs> oh, that was good. Right that was good. That Where was a, it's a war I don't know of attrition, how old, Taylor. I don't know how old that woman was. 46. She was 46 years yeah. old, incredibly excited and happy. And had 11 um, white wines. And had, <laughs> and she's hammered. And she's hammered. Hey, can't blame her. All and right. her husband is just, if it were any less expensive to divorce her, I would have done it 10 years ago. <laughs> That's the only thing oh, he's thinking. Happy there International Women's Day. <laughs> yeah. couple, uh, okay. couple, uh, happy birthday. Uppercuts right there. Bill, Bill, he's not even saying it's my birthday. Why is the waiter not acknowledging my birthday? Just Candace, can you just chill, please? Just, just everyone Candace else here is, is not here to for do it. it. By the way, yep, Candace, Karen. Uh, okay, so up next, uh, so my instructor uh, turned thirty-one, and so at the end of the sh- of end of the class, she said, "For my thirty-first birthday, we're all going to do three jumping jacks and one burpee for one minute." And I was like, "All right, I don't want it to be your birthday anymore." So, burpees were invented by the devil. Travis, is this Patrick Cat? They're pretty terrible. I, 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 let me think. Yeah, I'm going to go fact on that. Of all those calisthenic moves that, that they'll drop on you at one of those classes every once in a while, the burpees, because it's jump up, drop down, give me a push-up, jump up, jump in the air, drop down. It's, those are really hard. You do like two or three of those, and you are panting for breath. So, I'll, I'll go fact on that, Emily. Burpees are the worst. All right, so I, I think I mentioned this yesterday. You say, hey, what are you going to do between the show and uh, and the game? I said, I'm going to go to the gym. I went to the gym yesterday, and Emily, just to kind of paint the picture here, if you go out there and there's dudes out there, and you know, they're lifting weights, and they're they're using the uh, the free weights, the dumbbells, the chest, this, they're, doing, they're working on their shoulders, whatever it is that they're working on. Bro, when you have no weights and you're just doing your own body weight, my elbows don't know what to do, okay? They start shaking. So to give an example of what Emily's talking about, if you said, hey, here's a bar, do 10 curls, 
give me that all day long over anything of my own body weight. Burpees are hell. That is created by the devil. That is, uh, it should be illegal. You should, if you're an instructor and you're telling somebody to do burpees in your class, you should be in the slammer for three to six months. They got to take this more seriously. You cannot tell me that your own body weight is easier than actually doing some of these so weights. That's it, not easy. It's not. So I did a boot camp kind of exercise program for about, eh, let me think here, about 18 weeks, okay? And it was five days a week, one hour wow, a day. that's badass. And, and it was, well, here, here's the rub, right? Yep. I, literally, I lost 50 pounds, and I got as strong as I had ever been in my entire life. Okay, I got to, I was, other than when I was like 18 or 19, I was like 37 when I did it, and I got really strong. Like, I was able to do things that I was never able to do before. Even at the very end of this, after doing like 18 weeks of Marine Corps, you know, burpees and running and all of the things that you do in the boot camp situation, the burpees were still virtually impossible. They never get easier. That's the worst part about those things, that you can do them every day. Be in the best shape. Every day, yeah. it's like you're starting from square one. They never get any easier. I was going to say, I almost said it. I almost said, forget burpees. That's what I meant to say. Trevor, what, what's, your, what's your max? <laughs> burpees? I, I, I'm, I'm, still, I'm, I'm, I'm still not sure what it means. I just know they say it at the gym, so <laughs> I try to say it, too, when I'm outside Six. of the gym. 1K. This guy said six. I don't know the question, but six. (laughs) Taylor, uh, what about you? What do you think about burpees? What's a burpee? (laughs) Taylor has. Do you really not know what a burpee is? Never done one. Oh my god! So you're standing on your feet, right? You're standing. (laughs) I look like a guy that goes to the gym. You jump in the air as high as you can. Okay. You come down. You get on the. You you drop down. You do a push up, and then you keep doing that over and over again. That's a burpee. Sounds like the devil. It's jump up. Ten burpees in the break, down. guys. How tough is it to get back up? It's impossible. Just, just to get up. Why Forget do you think I whole, haven't done one since I got to jump. Then. I got to do this. Just getting back up. I'm like, this is going to take me 16 seconds. <laughs> I'm going to roll over, catch my breath, read the paper. Just, it's a modification, guys. That's what they call it. So, yes. uh, all right. Sweatpants. Okay. So, we've had a lot of people in the office today. We've had more people in the office lately. So, sweatpants should be welcome in the workplace. Taylor is a Spectre Cap. Oh, absolutely not. Nothing worse than sweatpants. I don't even, I don't know what's, what it is about them that just irritate me. You hate sweatpants? I oh hate my sweatpants. Gosh. Never wear them. You hate sweatpants like at home or you hate you hate sweat? I mean, you in hate sweatpants at work or you just hate sweatpants? Just in the environment. Sounds like an anti-sweatpant agenda across all the right. board for Taylor. Peeling the onion on Taylor. I hate sweatpants. That's all right. Whatever. All right, Travis? Um, I no leave, leave your sweats at home. I like to wear sweats around the house. I, I I'm not a a sweatpant um zealot like like Taylor. I, I'm okay with them. They're comfortable. I have a handful of pair too, and they're, and they're comfortable to wear. But when you come to work, I, I know that we've had gone through a, a couple of very long hard yep. years, and I know that everybody develops some bad habits, myself included. But if we're going to come into a place of work, can we be clean? And can we be dressed appropriately? Look, if you're going to the gym and you're a gym instructor, wear your sweatpants. If you work at Allstate and you're selling insurance, maybe we put on a pair of slacks. I don't know. It just seems like different strokes for different offices. Uh, I couldn't agree more. Okay, so here's the thing. I'm with you, Trav. It's a work environment. Right. right. So you, when you're at home, you should feel comfortable. You should be kicking back. If you're doing a Not show if from a If you hang comrade, out at Taylor's house, you aren't. By the way, if you're comfortable. 
if you're doing a Zoom call. Wait, wait, wait. Jeans are comfortable? <laughs> yes. Okay, not, I don't think not, you have the right they're jeans. They're not uncomfortable. They're, they're not uncomfortable. Right. They're just kind of, oh, right. you know, They're not they're sweats, fine. that's for sure. Sorry, if I'll continue. If you're doing a Zoom call. And you want to wear sweatpants because you're at home, but you have a nice shirt Don't on. your camera down, Do Slee. Do Don't you. your no. camera down. Jeans here. Jeans here, buddy. But with that in mind, um, when you're at work, kind of, you know, read the room. Dress appropriately. I think uh, I think it's a bad move if you're wearing sweatpants. Can, can, can I extend this just a, a hair or two, Emily, please? Can we extend our no sweatpants or at least make them the really nice, expensive kind if we're going to be on an airplane together? Like, I can't have you looking like you just came from the gym and you've got on mesh shorts and a tank top sitting next to me on my flight to Phoenix. Coming to my side, Just, just, just put on a T-shirt and a pair of pants for the 45-minute flight. It's not, a, it's not a huge ass. What if it's a – and even if I go on an international flight, I'm still going to – Wear some jeans, yeah. have some shoes on, yeah. cover my toes, the whole thing. Of course. But if it's an international flight like that, and or it's a red eye, I don't care. You can wear whatever the hell you want. If you're you, going to be going to bed or going to sleep, you do. If you. I can see your feet, you're doing it wrong. That That's kind of a good rule on being on an airplane. But I think a lot of people. <laughs> I know. Lot, you can I see know. a lot of people's feet on I an airplane. I know, and it's always it's disgusting. disgusting. How do they walk barefoot? Some people would like go to the restroom barefoot. Like, that, that is the most disgusting. How about thing standing on I've that metal detector thing with the two yellow shoe prints, You're where right. you put your hands in? Like, how many right. thousands of people oh. have walked through there that day? If you wear flip flops to the airport, you're a psycho. You have to wear something <laughs> with shoes with socks, or else yeah, I you're going to go through I security and be barefoot. You're right. Gross. All right, last one, guys. So today is six. <laughs> Today is the anniversary uh, in 2014 when the uh, Malaysian air, uh, airplane went missing. So you have a conspiracy theory that you were yes, a bit crazy. too obsessed with. Alan, is this factor cap? Um, you know, I, I, I got much more intrigued by UFOs over the last couple years. How are you doing, it was, YouTube? It was predominantly because of Rogan's podcast. You know, he would have these people that are on, and it's just really – listen, we could watch something like you just mentioned, Emily, on YouTube, and it's like a six-minute clip. Some of these podcasts are three hours long, and you get, like, every nuance and every detail and all that stuff. I'm intrigued by it. I don't go out of my way to say, hey, I'm looking for it, but I would say I'm intrigued by it. Uh, the Malaysian Air one that you mentioned, Emily, is one that has held That's my crazy. attention for a while. But it just It's gone. What do you mean it's gone? It's just gone. Well, yeah, but it has to be somewhere. Nah, it's just gone. Don't worry about it. It's fine. It's somewhere. I know. Maybe it's at the bottom of the ocean. Maybe, but wouldn't some pieces of that have floated back to the yeah, surface? Just like Amelia Earhart. It doesn't. Sad. It doesn't make any sense at all. I'm with you, Slee. I not only. I, I there is something else out there. I don't know what it is exactly, but it, there's something. And I think there are people that know what it is, and they're not telling us. I don't know exactly what the it is. But uh, I, I think that it's out there, and I think that they're keeping it from us because we would, we're would we already losing our minds for a variety of reasons. That would just accelerate the process. All right, guys. My conspiracy theory that my friends and I – I mean, I jokingly am into it, but also like, hmm, that Avril Lavigne was replaced by a body double that looks – like. It, back in like 2004 or whatever, you guys should look it up. It's there's lots. Of theories Why? Going what, what, on what's it. the theory as to her disappearance? That she died and they replaced her oh. because there's like difference in moles on her face, and then there's like she acts completely different before and after this time period. Her music mm. changes. I don't know. It's, it's like something a Paul that, McCartney thing. Yeah, you know, you just question the world around you. I don't know, Taylor. <laughs> what about you? Do you have any conspiracy theories? The NBA draft is rigged. Hmm. 
Hot take. Like that coin flip I, in uh, winning time? No, you know why it's not? Because if you're saying that because you're upset at the Sacramento Kings, <laughs> no, they had Luka. Like there was no – And Trey They could have had Luka. <laughs> and Trey Young. I mean, they, they didn't have the fifth pick. They had the second pick. Um, so I don't think that should be your – uh, I don't and, think it's rigged to prevent the Kings from having success. Oh, no, no, no. But I, I am willing to listen. I'm not saying it happens, but I am willing to listen to every the theories. Year. Maybe, maybe some years. That occasionally there is something that just makes a lot of sense – for I don't know, Patrick Ewing to the Knicks, LeBron James to the Cavs. There are just some things that make a lot of sense that would be uh, advantageous for the league at large. Well, the Knicks haven't been good in a really long time, so they're not. It, that almost hurts the argument. I know what you're saying about the Patrick Ewing. What was it? Yep. The, the frozen envelope. The frozen envelope. Which, by the way, what a great way to do it. Genius. What a great way to Freaking do it. Genius. I would have never thought of that. Your hand comes out. The envelope is just damp and. They're like, what the hell is going on? There? Here's here's the the counterpoint to these things being fixed, right? Yep. And whether it's David Stern or Adam Silver, or whoever is in charge of these things, uh, I don't think either one of those two guys are all that interested in going to jail. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think that that's the part that they'll goes, take their yeah. billions. <laughs> exactly. I don't yeah. know if that uh, jail time is in their well, option tree. And if you wanted the Lakers to get one of these premier players, what were their three picks? It was D'Angelo, D'Angelo Russell, Brandon Ingram, and uh, and Lonzo Ball. Uh huh. Yeah, it's not rigged. It's, and Jason, it's not rigged. Jason Tatum would have been pretty good. He Could've seems like Tatum. he was a pretty good player. The order may be rigged, but not the picks, I guess. Yeah, I think that's it, that's right? The the, maybe not the picks. But every once in a while, you get a transcendent up. guy, a Ewing. Yeah. A, a, there, there's a few. I, I'm I'm here for you. I'll listen to him. 877-710-ESPN. If you've got your favorite conspiracy theory, it doesn't have to be sports-related. Whatever you got, send them on in along the way. Uh, this isn't a conspiracy theory. This is just true. There's a lot of people that, that – uh, have Genie Buss's ear when it comes to what the Lakers should do next. That's coming up. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This is not a conspiracy theory. This is just cold, hard information. Go to Rotola Chevrolet in Fontana. They've been taking care of their customers since 1971. That's 50 years of doing things the right way. That's how you win awards like Dealer of the Year, 2011 through 2018. Number one in sales volume since 2013. That means they've got more choice. They've got better customer service than anybody else. I've met Mike Capozio. He's in charge of the whole show out there. He loves his team, and he has made it his mission to make sure that you have a customer uh, customer service experience like you will have nowhere else. He means it. He believes it, and he insists upon it every single day. So when you go to Rotolo Chevrolet in Fontana, you're going to be amazed. Professionalism, efficiency, courtesy, selection. And while other places are doing things like that aren't super great, lack of inventory, oh, we got to charge you this much amount over sticker. No, 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 none of that's going on at Rotolo Chevrolet. Everything is upfront. Everything is transparent with their customers. That's how you stay number one for as long as they have. Fontana, right there, Rotolo Chevrolet, off the 210 freeway, the Sierra exit, or you can start online at RotoloChevy.com. That's R-O-T-O-L-O, RotoloChevy.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My discount Advil and Tylenol is working effectively, Slee. Don't, right, don't let anybody tell you differently. You can buy plain wrap meds at uh, CVS and you'll be just fine. Take generics all day. <laughs> can I tell you guys another weird thing about this gym? There was a bench in the bathroom. Like just a bench with cushions and like Like a park bench kind of deal? That was just in the bathroom. I'm like, who wants to spend more time in the bathroom just sitting and chilling with people? I'm like, why would you ever put that in anywhere? Sit back, right? Bring your laptop. Right. You can just get, get some coffee. Do Zoom calls. In. There's a lot of things you can do. New work from home setup. Hey, Al, you want to grab a coffee after work? Yeah, sure. What are you thinking? I saw we go sit in the, the, uh, bench. the bench in uh, the gym, just right there by the uh, the men's room. It'd be perfect. That's we great. Toiletries will smell real nice. Wash our hands with a little mouthwash along the way. What more could you need? ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance is proud to support vets with its annual Keys to Progress vehicle giveaway program, now celebrating nine years of donating vehicles, helping vets in need. Learn more at keystoprogress.com. Um, so, Al, the, the, this Lakers season has been so weird because really nothing has gone according to plan, right? The, the, the team was supposed to be very good. It hasn't. The, the acquisition that was supposed to put them over the top has not. They've had injuries. They've had they just There was a moment where we all thought the coach was going to get fired. There was a moment where it looked like LeBron may want to go. And nothing has gone according to plan. And I wonder if some of that, a lot of that, doesn't have to do with that there are just too many people involved in the decision-making process. Because there's another story, Bill Orman, The Athletic, and he, I think Sam Amick was his uh, co-author yeah. of that piece. Yeah. Um, we're talking about how now Phil Jackson is involved. And he talks about how both Linda and Kurt Rambis are involved and how Rob Polinka is involved and how Clutch is involved and obviously Jeannie Buss is involved. And the list just keeps getting longer and longer of people who have a voice at the table and it just does not sound like a successful Magic Johnson. I haven't even mentioned him. That you can't have six, seven different people offering advice and have a cohesive vision of where you want to go with your team. So I, I know this has been kind of a theme of yours. One of your themes is you need to know within an organization, which is completely fair, hey, what's the structure? Tell me who's who's running things, who's making ultimately the final decision, who has hired everybody beneath them and says, all right, I want – I'm giving I'm empowering them to make the decisions, but ultimately I'm kinda gonna make the, the, the final decision. We know that's Jeannie Bus. Jeannie Bus, that's that's her role with the Lakers as governor of the Lakers. Okay. Magic, the the Bill Arm had a piece actually it wasn't even a piece. He had a conversation with Jeannie Bus and part of that conversation was that she still definitely takes advice from Magic Johnson. We saw Phil Jackson at the Laker game on Saturday, Lakers taking on the Warriors. Um, and it was actually a tweet that the Lakers sent out that Phil Jackson is in the house. The Zen master is in the house. 
I think you can, and I, it doesn't surprise me. Jeannie Buss um, and Magic Johnson have obviously been close basically their entire life, right? Like we're watching winning time right now. If they met back in 1980 or 1979 when Magic got drafted, they were both kind of – they grew up together, right, like with it, with the Laker franchise. Jeannie Buss was with Phil Jackson for, I want to say it was 17 years. At one point they were engaged, and there's a close family tree there, right? Kurt Rambis, good friends with Phil, all that stuff. I get what you're saying in your description of – Al, can you just show me who the hell is making decisions? Where's the structure? Is this Palenka making decisions? Is it Clutch? Is it LeBron? Is it this? They need some order. I don't have an issue with Jeannie Buss having a conversation or continuing to call on Phil Jackson, one of the greatest basketball minds of all time, asking for advice or asking for, hey, this situation or this predicament. Doesn't it seem like if there's ever a season where you want to kind of get the input of some of these main people that she's really close to that also are are big basketball minds, this would be the season, you know, and and I don't have an issue with it. I know for you it sounds like it's more of a um, there are too many cooks in the kitchen. I, I don't think Phil Jackson's making decisions for the Lakers, but I think she's asking Phil Jackson's questions, Phil Jackson questions when she has them. I, I don't have a problem with Phil specifically, right? Obviously he's got credentials. That goes without saying. What, just give me a yes or no on this. I just want to kind of put a pin on this. Is Jeannie Buss involved in the decision-making process? Yes. Kurt Rambis? Yes. Linda Rambis? I don't know. Like, I genuinely don't know, but she's so close to Jeannie that I would assume yes. Okay. Rob, uh, Rob Polinka? Of course. Clutch? Of course. Phil Jackson? Involved in, he's, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. But when you say involved in making decisions, just, just I'm assuming you're saying that, that she talks to. they're going to give some. She's going to yeah. get input from. Uh, yes. The, the, I'm going to use Frank Vogel as a placeholder, the coach of the team. Are they involved? Yes. Okay. Magic Johnson. Yes. Okay. LeBron James. Mm-hmm. It's nine people now. That's it's nine people that are involved in the directions. And I'm not saying that you have to have it, – it's not a dictatorship where one person – but yep. if I – and we know that a lot of these people on this list have very opposing points of view that have differ, different stages of their relationships somewhere between sometimes everything's great, sometimes everything's pretty rotten. The, the relationship between Magic Johnson and Rob Palenka obviously is not very good. The relationship between LeBron James and Phil Jackson has been strained at times. There are different points in this, and and I get it. Opposing views can be useful, right? I want to hear from you over here. I want to hear from you, and I'm going to come to a decision. It's a lot of people involved in this, and if this were her methodology that she had executed over the last 10 years or so, and it had been nothing but a bunch of successes, okay, cool, it works. It's not what's happening. This is a bunch of cooks in the kitchen, and really the, the success that they had a couple of years ago is the one that kind of pops out as the outlier. The other ones have been kind of a mess, and her brother was a part of this and too. But you've got all of these different people that are offering all of these different plans of attack, and the results are bad or, or at best kind of mediocre. And your success has been very limited, and it was basically a LeBron James was still at the peak of his powers, and Anthony Davis was the very best version of himself. Yep. It's a pretty good combination. Everything else has led to mediocrity or worse. It's, the, it's not Phil Jackson specifically. It's the, it's the methodology of having nine different people with an opinion, nine different opinions. It's really hard to have a vision. You know where we're really, really going to find out 
about this franchise, where they are, and how connected the whole front office is and everything else, I think this summer. I think this summer is going to tell a lot for us. And I say that because they are at a crossroads here. Okay, LeBron is 37 years old. Anthony Davis is supposed to be your your present and your future. You have Russell Westbrook's contract that we can say, hey, oh, no problem. They can go, it's the final year of its contract. I don't know that for a fact. They may have to walk into next season with Russell Westbrook or maybe take a different a different route where they, they just weren't able to trade away that $47 million. Oof. I think this offseason is going to tell a lot because, Trav, if, if I'd have told you after the Lakers won that championship and then they went out, and I know it's easy for people now to say, well, why didn't you just keep the same roster? I didn't think Dennis Schroeder or Montrez Harrell, I didn't think those were guys that were going to hurt their chances of going to win a championship. Yeah. I thought they were the right moves to go make. Then last season you say that Anthony Davis um, gets injured in the playoffs. If he's healthy, you know, they might beat the Phoenix Suns. And and the the path to get to the NBA Finals where the Phoenix Suns got to, it wasn't like it was this gauntlet where you just had to face all these tough teams. I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is there are a lot of ifs there. The Russell Westbrook thing is a colossal failure, period. I think everything you just mentioned about who's running this, too many cooks in the kitchen, advice coming from all these different people, doesn't it seem like this offseason will tell us, hey, things are organized, we know who's who's running things, we know that the Lakers know exactly what their plan is, their vision is, and they're trying to execute it, or this offseason is going to say, I'm not sure. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the optimistic view. The other option is this is it's more of the same. It's more of just a gobbledygook of, of names. But then and, that and would people. tell our answer again, right? Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see if you can dig yourself out of this. And even if you just had one guy to dig yourself out of it or, or a couple, right? If it were, hey, listen, Kurt Rambis and Rob Palenka, and we're, we're going to sit around. We're going to figure this out together. Okay, that, that makes a lot. Of, yeah, we just went through nine people. That's a lot. I mean, I, you, you just don't have nine people involved in something like that that typically runs really, really smoothly, especially if a handful of those nine people look at the world entirely differently and have agendas against one another. That's the other part of this. Palinka and Magic Johnson have fundamentally different views on how these things are supposed to work. Magic basically burned the place to the ground out the door and blamed it on Rob. And now all of a sudden we're getting, well, he, I still talk to him every day and he's still involved in this. And, and, it just it just doesn't make any sense. It just does not make me feel good about the next wave of decisions that are coming because these this methodology and it's not even the people necessarily. It's the methodology itself that doesn't make sense to me. I think we all know the results of this season. This offseason will be interesting. It really will. I, I think it will be fascinating to see what they what the abilities they have of okay, this is the this is the, the game plan that we're gonna come out with. This is why we're going to do it. This is our vision. Whether, however they they figure out Russell Westbrook, what they do with the coaching staff, what they they got. There's a lot that can happen between now and the end of this offseason. I think it's going to be fascinating. It's going to tell a lot of a lot of answers. It's going to give a lot of answers to the questions. A lot of answers and questions too about the, that have nothing to do with CBA and labor. But where, what, what kind of team are the Dodgers going to roll out when, in fact, we do get baseball back? That's coming up next. We'll start in the manager's office, because that's not done either. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.